Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I would like to first off thank the founders of the Seika Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring this show to the public where each week we talk about Reiki, all things surrounding Reiki, its discovery, its founder, the roots of Reiki and the practice and more. We discuss many things that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui, would uh, have been very much interested in the 21st century here, modern day, and was interested in, in his own time, uh, he had a voracious appetite for knowledge and um, was interested in everything from religion to geology to sociology to metaphysics, everything. Uh, He was an accomplished martial artist and loved to um, just just develop his knowledge of all things and the essence of life and the essence of being. Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, personal and spiritual development. Before I forget, I would like to let you know that the calling number here in studio is 347-677-0699. And give you some information. I am your host, Rose Jimenez. My website is www.violetroseregi.com. If anyone has any questions regarding Reiki, give me a shout out 
You can email me at rose at violetrosereiki.com. And as well, you can find me on Facebook as Violet Rose Reiki. You can find me on most social media networks, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, you name it, I'm there. Uh, Also, on Facebook, I have a page called Reiki Ward. And Reiki Ward was developed almost three years ago to provide distance Reiki healing for free for humans and animals alike all over the globe. Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum, and we place those healing requests on our large healing crystal grid for 24-7 energy work and healing. And to submit a request to Reiki Ward, you can go on to the page Reiki Ward, just search it on Facebook, and post it as you would post anything else on a friend's wall, and we'll get it, and we'll get to work right on it. And then what we'll do is um, we'll repost it on the ward so all the practitioners that help us there see the request and start working on it. We have at the moment somewhere around, give or take, 500 Reiki practitioners who work uh, and give of their time very generously to Reiki Ward on a daily basis. So it's a wonderful thing. Spread the word. Get there yourself. Um, put up your request for healing. No request is too small. And um, that's basically Reiki Ward. Now, this evening, my special guest, I'm very, very happy and honored to have her here, is Raven Keys. And Raven is a Reiki master teacher, certified hypnotherapist, and guided meditation maven. She was the first to bring Reiki into the operating room of Dr. Mehmet Oz. And she is presently working with Dr. Sheldon Mark Feldman, surgery at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital, providing Reiki to his patients before, during, and after surgery. And if you guys will remember, a couple of weeks back, we had Dr. Sheldon Mark Feldman on Violet Reiki Radio. And in case you missed it, you can always find shows in the archives here on Block Talk Radio. Just look for Violet Reiki Radio, and the listings of shows will be there. And you can listen to any archived radio show that uh, we have had live in the the past. Now, Raven has introduced Reiki to athletes also in the NFL and the NBA. Featured in national magazines such as Vogue and W, she was named Best Reiki Master in New York by New York Magazine and was televised as New Yorker of the Week on NY1 for providing volunteer Reiki services for eight and a half months after 9-11. Her award-winning book, The Healing Power of Reiki, is an Amazon, her new book, which is The Healing Light of Angels, and was released on, let me see, March 8th, I believe, March 8th, provides a deeper insight into the ways in which angels have supported her Reiki work in medicine and beyond. So, 
I'm going to hopefully connect with Raven in a second if I can. I got a new studio keyboard and I don't know what's happening here, but we'll be okay. Raven. Hello. Hello and good evening. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, very well. Okay, great. Hi. Hi. Wow. It's an exciting time to be a Reiki practitioner, let me tell you. I'm, I'm telling it. you, it, I, I'm so excited. I have just come from an event that everyone should know about. There's a doctor named Mitchell L. Gaynor, and um, he also has his new book with a foreword that's written by Dr. Oz. Um, and it's incredible. It's called The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Control of Your Genetic Destiny with Diet and Lifestyle. Now, what's so amazing about this book and about this event is that these there were the whole room was filled with incredible people, lots of doctors. Dr. Gaynor is totally into integrative medicine. Dr. Feldman introduced him. Um, Dr. Gaynor shared the stage with another doctor, um, Dr. Davis, who is a she's an expert on environmental pollution, pollutants. These doctors are totally turning around in their view of how patients are treated. It's amazing and an exciting time to be a Reiki master. I spoke to Dr. Feldman before the event started, before the talk started, and we were discussing logistics on how we can get Reiki interns in to the operating room that have been trained in the um, medical Reiki that I've been teaching just recently. And already there are, we have 18 people who are qualified, and Dr. Feldman wants them to come in one by one so, they can, so that he can meet them and also so they can see how they react in an operating room. Can they really take that environment because you never know until you get there. Hi, Violet Rose. I'm sorry to go on and on just so quickly, but I just came from that event, and I'm so excited for all of us. It's a very exciting time. I love it. I love what's happening with getting Reiki into integrative medicine and into the hospital. And as I said to you, I adore, and, and I really do, I adore Dr. Feldman. I met him in 2012, and he just impressed me so much just because he was such a kind gentle soul and so compassionate that you know i grew up with a mom who was sick her entire life so i've met many 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 doctors and when i see a doctor meet a doctor like dr feldman i'm blown away because it's just such a beautiful thing and the fact that he is you know very much giving support to reiki it's just wonderful so and then you of course working in the OR with him and uh you had previously worked with Dr. Oz, correct? Right. So I mean this is great. You, my dear, you know, are making huge strides for Reiki masters and Reiki practitioners all over the country here now. And in Canada, <laughs> I dare say. Yes. Well, you know, I I the funny thing is, 
I never tried to do any of this. Uh, when I became a Reiki master, I never could have imagined what the future would hold. And I, I say that with all humility, and I also say it to encourage anyone who's on the Reiki path. You have no idea what is going to occur. Who could have ever imagined that this ancient practice of Reiki would be in a medical situation that's so modern. Um, a couple of the Reiki masters, on, medical Reiki masters on the team, have been in robotic surgery. It's cutting edge surgery with a big machine that looks like a spider from another world, and the um, and, and the surgeon is like behind a screen making all this stuff happen. It's almost like science fiction, while though at the same time there's this ancient healing practice and the channeling into the room of spiritual energy that heals. It's just it's just breathtaking, really. It is. It is. And that leads me to my very first question that I, that I ask every guest who is on my show. What brought you to Reiki originally? Originally, I was, um, let's see, the first time I experienced Reiki was in my own home. I was taking a private yoga class with my husband, and our yoga teacher came in, and she had just taken Reiki training, and she said, well, I'm going to give you some Reiki at the end of the, of the class. And that's all it took for me was to feel Reiki one time. And um, it was really interesting because just before that, I had been um, at a class where we were learning about channeling, and I didn't know anything about Reiki. I'd been a Buddhist for many years, like at least 18, and chanting and um, doing that kind of thing. And um, Buddhism is wonderful, and it's also very uh, much about the law. It's not about love or compassion. Well, it's definitely about compassion, but the whole idea of unconditional love is not anything that's ever spoken about. So for me, um, when I went to this channeling class, I, um, if you read, you can read about this in, in I think, both of my books. Um, I speak about it to some degree, but... But anyway, um, I'm, I heard some people talking about Reiki, and I, I asked them, what is Reiki? Um, and they looked at me like I had said the worst, most evil thing to them for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. And then I thought, oh, well, I guess I am not meant to know about this. And so that, and then right after that is when my... Um, my yoga teacher came and gave us Reiki. So that was the the procedure. And um, really, to tell you the truth, when I when I went to receive my training, I was really afraid that I wasn't going to be able to do it at all. I was really really thought that it was just so far out that I would, and I didn't feel like I was the kind of person that was evolved enough to do such a thing. And what a surprise it's all turned out to be. I mean, it totally, as you know, changes your entire life 
because it changes your vibration, and then you begin to get all this information. I mean, people have different skills and gifts that, uh, that are awakened with those Reiki attunements, and the more you do Reiki, the more your gifts advance, and you can't even predict like what your life is going to turn into. It's miraculous. I just love it. I can't say enough about it. And what I love is how everyone comes to Reiki in a different fashion, but yet most people would say, this was the last thing I had on my mind that I wanted to do. I never thought this is what I wanted to do and this is where I would be, but we're all here. And um, I think it's a great thing. It's like, you know, once you feel that Reiki energy, you become, it's, it's love at first feeling and you just go. <laughs> It's great. I mean, it wasn't until I was in my second level that I realized my grandfather used to do this type of thing. I mean, he had come over from Italy in early 1900s, but um, I remember my aunt and my father saying he would hold babies in his in his left arm, that everyone in the neighborhood in Brooklyn brought their babies to Angelo, and as he would hold the baby, he would pass his hand over the baby's body, and whatever the illness they had, the croup or cold or whatever was going on, they would be um, fine after getting treatment. And I'm like, oh, so I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And after what I saw that Reiki had done to me for my, my physical issues, I said, oh, I have to let everybody know about this and I have to teach this and I have to give this to people, you know, as far as the sessions and everything. And it's been nonstop ever since. Yeah. So it's yes. an addictive modality. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to be addicted to anything, be addicted to Reiki. Exactly. It's so wondrous, really sublime. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because now you wrote the book, The Healing Power of Reiki, and your new book now is The Healing Light of Angels. Right. And I remember having angels come visit during one of my sessions many years ago, and I'm going, what is going on here? And then I realized that I had an archangel positioned at every corner of my table while I was working on this gentleman. Blew my yeah. mind. Yeah. So, and wow. How did this, yeah, how did you get involved in this uh, with the angels? And, and I, I'm sure they visit in the operating room, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, you know, angels, they they can pop in and let you know that they're there. But for the most part, the way that I've experienced it, well, in, in the beginning it was like you say, um, the, the angel Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel revealed himself to me. I, and then I, as I write in the, in the healing light of angels, I didn't realize when I was a child that I was being visited by an angel, but I had an accident, and then um, the I was in the presence of this being that was filled with love and light, and I was too little to really know anything about it. And plus, I wasn't raised in a, any religion. Like, we were connected to nature, and nature was the face of whatever divinity is for all of us as we were growing up. So it was... Um, quite a shock um, when I took my Reiki training and then that same being that I had seen when I was a child appeared 
um, as my guide, as my Reiki master in spirit. So um, then I wasn't given a name. I wasn't ready to receive it. I didn't know who it was. I just, and I really felt like I was losing my mind because I was under <laughs> a lot of stress then. And I thought, who do you... Th- Listen, get a grip on yourself. This isn't possible. You have to be having very low self-esteem to think that you need this imaginary archangel. You know, it was really a lot for me to handle. And then finally, um, I I was blessed to meet um, Stephen Thayer, who started Integrative Energy Therapy, IET. Right, right. Yeah. And he wrote Interview with an Angel. So, uh, um a student of mine gave me that book, and then I was reading it, and then, well, I was receiving messages and fighting against the idea that it was Archangel Gabriel, uh, but I was getting messages. So one of the messages was that I should call Stephen Thayer and ask him to come over. And I was like, what? All right. You know, by then I was just, like, really curious to know, am I going crazy I guess I better find out because maybe I need to get medical help. So anyway, I I followed that advice, and sure enough, he came over to my house and and gave me a treatment. So by now, I'm doing Reiki, of course, so I have a Reiki table, so I put it up. And um, it was the – Stephen works with the Archangel Ariel, who started coming through during the integrative energy therapy session – and told me that the Archangel Gabriel was working with me, and my continuous denial of him was totally egotistical. I thought I was going to faint. Here I was thinking I was totally egotistical and crazy and weird for thinking such a thing, and then Ariel said that I was egotistical for denying it. So that was kind of like what I needed to hear, so it gave me the opportunity to really accept it finally and once you know how it is once you accept it things really can progress and um so you know i i just kept working with gabriel and and it's very funny that you should bring up ariel because ariel came by a couple of days ago i was doing a session and all of a sudden i see this and coming across the table i'm like who are you and Oh, you know, it's Ariel. Okay, welcome. Thank you for the help. You know, and it's okay. You know, I. It's second nature now. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I know what I, I know what you uh, what you mean because when I was a, a child, I was a, I was born with my abilities. I'm a naturally born psychic, uh, empath, intuitive. I am clairaudient. Thank God. I'm not so much clairvoyant because it scares me, but I I still do see you know things every now and then. And um, all my friends said, well. You know, if you're hearing voices and you're seeing these people, they're going to lock you up in a crazy house. So I shut all of that down from my early teens to my, I'd say, mid-20s. And then all of a sudden, you know, I learned that people were kind of interested and people thought that all of us of that, that persuasion, so to speak, were a little crazy, but yet we were accepted in the world. And, um... I'm glad to say that it's a lot better now. (laughs) Well, you know, we're in very good company with all of this. Lorna Byrne, who uh, wrote the book Angels in My Hair, 
she's mm-hmm. from a little town in Ireland, and um, she has been seeing the angels. She sees them since she was a little girl, like a baby. She's been seeing them. And they told her not to say anything that she was seeing them because in her case, I, I, I was very blessed to hear her speak once. She was talking about how she grew up and that she was in this little town and very Catholic and everything else, and and she had dyslexia. And um, so when she went to school, um, she wasn't able to do the work. And this is a while ago in, in Ireland. So they told her parents that she was retarded and that she she shouldn't be brought to school. So And then so she she wasn't able to go to school because of what they said about her um, being retarded because she had dyslexia and nobody even knew anything about dyslexia then, I guess. Right. So um, the the angels told her, don't say anything because with the with the pronouncement of the school officials that she was retarded, if she told her parents that she was seeing angels, the angels said that they would lock her up. So she never said anything until she was all the way grown up. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And it even brings me back to memories of the the witch hunts and everything. You know, what they thought, who they thought were witches, really weren't witches. You know, there were many different reasons why these women were acting the way they were acting. Yes, um, well, witch was given a really bad name by uh, Christianity in particular. I mean, um, what... I mean, I, I know people who practice Wicca, and they they call themselves witches, and they're white witches, and they work with nature and with the cycles and everything like that, and it's just like well, the original the original uh, meaning for witches and and the word witch and what have you, they were healers. They were yeah. not, you know, evil. It became this evil thing out of. Oh, I don't want to beat up on Christianity, but you know there there were reasons why it became evil and connected with the devil and God forbid you should have a black cat, you know. But it was taken all out of context because they were healers, they were midwives, they were treating people, they were helping people. Right. All twisted around. Well, we shouldn't go off on a too much of a tangent about that, but that's absolutely no. true. <laughs> and then also, in some cases. You know, back in those days, you could just say somebody was a witch. And then, um, and and it could be a woman who was older whose husband died or whatever, and somebody wanted her property, you know? Exactly, exactly. There was a lot of other stuff going on. But really, we have to um, remember that we carry within us the the healing gifts of our ancestors, no matter who we are, no matter what part of the planet we come from. We are an old race, the human race. It's very, very old. And back in all single, every single one of our bloodlines, there are shamans, there are healers, there are people who are really connected and knew how to do things. And we're the ones who are are lucky enough to carry all that ancestral knowledge, and we have their support every step of the way. They're so proud of us for doing the work. 
And it's great. I mean, I was talking with someone yesterday about shamanism. I said, you know, there are many different types of shamans. Each culture has its own shaman, and those shamans have their own ways. And it all reverts back to natural healing, you know, using the earth elements for healing. Right. And and spirituality and awakening and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But before we go off you know, too far away, I want to ask you, how did you get started working with doctors? Well, I had a client who all of a sudden came to me one day and she said that she had been walking on the street and all of a sudden she realized that she wasn't walking very fast at all and everyone was passing her and she realized that she was really not able to walk very well. So she went to the doctor, and they sent her to a cardiologist who told her that there was something very wrong with her heart and she needed to get open-heart surgery. And they didn't know um, whether she'd have to get a heart transplant or a valve replacement or what she was going to have to get. It, was gonna, it wasn't going to be known um, well, they had to do the surgery no matter what because they had to figure out what was wrong with her heart. And if it was a valve, then she was going to get a new valve right then and there. So she was interviewing surgeons, and um, she and that's when she came to me. Like, this happened, then she started seeing heart surgeons, then she came for a Reiki in the middle of interviewing the surgeons. And she asked me, she said she was interviewing Dr. Oz, and, of course, I had read... I was like really amazed and so excited for her because I had read the um this article in 1995 in the New York Times about him that he had healers in the operating room and um he was working at that time with Julie Motts who was doing right. some kind of energy work it wasn't reiki but it was something and I think maybe it was qigong I'm not really even sure what it was but she was also doing kind of like coaching with um, heart surgery patients that needed to get a heart transplant to make it possible that for them to receive their hearts and for the uh, the body to accept it because the death usually in a heart transplant is caused because the body rejects the heart. Right. So anyway, she was very successful at that, but then when the it was the hospital put a stop to it after that article was in the paper. This is my uh, my understanding of what happened and was told to me by someone who was more aware of what was going on than I was uh, later in my experience at the hospital. But anyway, um, she asked me if I would go into surgery with her if Dr. Oz said yes, and I said absolutely not. I couldn't imagine such a thing. <laughs> was like you have got to you have got to be kidding me i i don't like hospitals i i'm squeamish i can't stand to see blood i thought you know i'm the worst candidate in the world for this but during this during her reiki session um you know i said that before we started so then during her reiki session archangel gabriel came to me and he said you really need to say yes to her she needs you now but also, there are many, many things that need to happen that will happen from you going into the operating room. I had no idea 
what any of that meant. But by now, I was trusting in the guidance that I was getting, and I would follow it to a T. And um, then he said, um, by the way, um, at the end of this session, tell her yes and give her your resume. Now, I had just written a resume the day before, which I thought was really, I thought, well, maybe I, you know, I was like thinking about resumes. As it turned out, she went to Dr. Oz and she asked him if I could go into surgery. And he said, well, I think that's a great idea. I I really would like to see her resume. Could you imagine? And so she, she actually, to this day, she continues to tell me how stunned she was that she actually had the resume in her purse because I just gave it to her the day before. So it came to pass that I went, and um, it was really intense heart surgery. There's nothing more intense than that because um, I've been since um, more recently. And um, it's just brutal. Um, But we got through, and I got through, and then I joined Dr. Oz's research team. He asked me to do that, and so I didn't know what in the world I was doing um, there on Tuesday mornings and why. I I mean, there I was waiting to see what was going to happen, sitting around a table with these name, name, you know, little um, name plates at everybody's chair, Doctor Mm -hmm. such and so, doctor this and that, doctor duty do, you know, like all these doctors. Then there was my name, Raven Keys, Reiki Master. It was like, (laughs) all right. I love it. Yeah, it's great though. Yeah, it was really great. And then Doctor Doctor Oz really did want to do a research, a, a study on Reiki. And we were just starting to get into that. I was working with one of the uh, one of the doctors that he assigned to this case, and um, we were just starting to get things organized for a study. There's a lot of work that goes into a study, but then the funding ran out for the complementary alternative medicine program at the hospital, um, and it kind of coincided. Oh. Well, actually. It, yeah, and nine eleven happened, and like I, I didn't go to the into surgery again um, until like seven years ago. Doctor Feldman reminded me, or really all of us at the talk that we did the other night at Columbia, Columbia University. Who can believe that? You know, oh, I still like, wanted to be there, and I, I just couldn't get out. I had appointments, but that I, I'm glad that you had reported. You had a great turnout. It was great, and um, Dr. Feldman and I both learned a lot about each other because we don't hang out, you know. We don't get a, we don't get to talk shop or anything like that because he is so busy. Like when he's seeing patients, he sees like fifty <laughs> patients in a day, or he's in the operating room. So you know what I mean? It's like we don't have any chances to just talk about what's what's what. You don't have to tell me. When I was booking him for the show, you know, the beginning emails we started out with all the niceties, dear Dr. Feldman, dear Rosa, and then it got to just dropping the information in the emails. Can you do this date? Can you do this? And it was crazy because he is that busy. He's like, I'm leaving to China. I won't be back. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He oh. is that busy. And then so when I usually see him, it's in pre-op. Or mm-hmm. and then, and then there's a lot of stuff going on for the patient, 
or in surgery, and then he's busy, believe me. And it's interesting, though, um, lately how he's been giving little lectures during surgery about Reiki but because he'll say, this is Raven, and she is the Reiki master, and Reiki is energy from the universe, and it really helps the patients, so we're really glad that she's here. <laughs> well, he's even said in interviews or what have you, he feels the change in the energy in the operating room. Yeah, he does. So, and, I mean, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and, and um, Dr. Badani, who wrote the foreword for my um, angel book, he actually took out my kidney, which is a whole story that I tell in the book about how come I got sick and what that was and why it was and how the angels helped me and all that stuff. But anyway, um, Dr. Badani, was, he loves Reiki. He absolutely loves having it in his operating room because it makes everything so wonderful. I mean, it's not wonderful to be in an operating room, and it's really, really hard to be there if you're doing Reiki in that environment. It's nothing like what we're used to. It's not like being in our office with nice music and um, the lights. We have we have control over the environment. So in the OR, it's like bright lights, equipment, you know, all kinds of things going on that are really hard to take. But, um, yeah, so... The fact that it can bring blessings into the room is really, really wonderful. And also, as Dr. Feldman has said, it remind when Reiki's in the room it re, and the Reiki master is present, it reminds everyone in the room why they're there. It's about the patient, and the um, because it can become very mechanical for them. They do surgery. 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 Right. And, you know, okay, next, all right, now we're going to do this. And every case is just a tiny bit different, but it is very mechanical. So Reiki elevates the whole experience for everybody. And, yeah. Uh, I've had I've had people who are like uh, operating room nurses who are like passing the surgical instruments and doing whatever they do. At the end, just come up to me and say, what are you doing? <laughs> and like, like they're they're just in awe. Do you know right. what I mean? It's like I've had every kind of reaction from "What are you doing?" to "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it just depends on the person. Some people are really curious. Some people are feeling it. They don't know what it is. You know, the sensitive people, and they're all around. Oh yeah, people. Yeah, I've had clients. I've had clients bring their children, bring family members, cousins, and oh, you know, come watch my Reiki session. And like, I'll say to them, "There's really nothing for them to see," you know. But um, and they they report the same thing. They feel it and they they love it. So yeah, it's growing. Raven, I'm going to take a brief break here. And anyone listening to the show, if you'd like to call in. With a question for Raven, the number here in studio is 347-677-0699. And we will be right back. Okay, I'll, I'll be just hanging on, yeah? Okay, yeah.
You're listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seika Network through blogtalkradio.com with your host, Reiki Shihan Rose Jimenez, your source for all things Reiki in love, light, and healing. Hi, everybody. We are back with Raven Keys, my guest this evening here on Violet Reiki Radio. And we do have a question here. Let me see if I can grab it. Good evening, You're on with Rose and Raven. Hi there. How's everybody? Good. Excellent. Raven. You and I met at the 2012 New York Reiki Conference. Oh, good. You probably don't remember me because I was just one of a number of sea of 80 faces that you may have met that weekend, but I do have your book, and I think it's lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. So my question for you is, as I'm also... um, an individual who is trying to move Reiki forward in hospitals and hospices here in Canada. What is the protocol that you follow when working with clients in the hospital? Um, That is really a very big subject, I will say. I'm going to be in Canada teaching medical Reiki um, in July in Toronto and in Windsor. It's... um, it's really it's really a lot. That's a really big question. There's a lot that goes on. So okay. it's like a whole course, um, actually. But, um, well, first and foremost, I would say that, you know, it's all about patient, 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 and getting permission for from... The, if you're thinking about going into the OR, it's like not really done except in New York right now. Right. But we're hoping, I mean, I, I just had two Canadians come down this past weekend and take the medical Reiki training class, and I'm going to be, they're like sponsoring me to come up to Canada now. So I really feel very, very confident that your country's going to really um, respond to this. One thing that I can say just broadly is that we have to educate patients to ask their surgeons for this and even demand it um, because uh, they're going to eventually respond to the patient's requests. Um, So I know for us right now it's a bit of a challenge Um, in Canada because of our health care system, which is a bit different than yours. Um, a lot of hospitals do not want to accept anything that doesn't have the peer-reviewed, double placebo-controlled blind studies done, and they won't even look at you or even talk to you. Um, they don't feel that Reiki practitioners or pretty much anybody in the complementary field, for that matter, um, has any real credentials in order to substantiate any of the work that they do, and they are so afraid of the... Uh, our group in where I, I live in Ontario, the College of Physicians, that even if doctors want to implement this, whether in their medical practice and or within the hospitals, that they might be charged by by the uh, College of Physicians and Surgeons as practicing um, maleficence 
meaning that the doctors are willingly doing harm to patients. I understand that that can be, that's not just in Canada. I think that's in a lot of places that doctors are in that headspace. But I have to tell you that between Dr. Oz, who, by the way, we all know is being attacked now, and it's been proven that the doctors who are uh, attacking him are being sponsored by people like Monsanto, et cetera, et cetera, the entire medical community, as far as I can see down here, is behind Dr. Oz. He's really a champion for alternative healing. And one thing that Dr. Gaynor said tonight was that, you know what? We know that things work. We don't have 20 years to wait for the, for the science behind that, this. We don't have to have a major study. I mean, these are doctors down here that are going to make this stuff happen in the world is is what I truly believe. And so get Dr. Gaynor's book. This this guy is so revered. There were at least 300 people at this book signing event tonight. It was massive. And there were doctors and people from high society down here that are really on this page, and it will happen. I just don't know when, but see, when I teach my medical Reiki class, I give everyone a certificate. They have a book. They have a certificate. I give them them also support papers from doctors here, like that Dr. Badani has um, a, a sheet that goes with all of his surgical patients telling them about me and to, how and that he works with me and why they should do Reiki and have Reiki for their surgery, and here's her phone number. I mean, things how, like how that. How long is that class, Raven? Is that a one-day class, a weekend class? What's the length of the medical Reiki class? It's two days. Okay. Yeah, and I usually do it on, well, so far I've done it on the weekends, but uh-huh. it's um, picking up steam, and I just feel like, if we all are on the same page, we meaning we, the Reiki practitioners, we decide that this is going to happen and we keep telling patients about it. And with the real shift that is happening in medicine, it really is here. Um, at least down here it is, and it, there's no way that it's not going to go to Canada and really throughout the world because patients need to be taken care of. And there are really serious issues around that. And down here, um, patient um, uh, satisfaction is so huge. The patients have to be happy. And they have criteria and forms they fill out. And if a, a hospital gets a bad review, it's not a good thing for them. So they're really, really struggling with the whole concept of really how do they inter- how do they use integrative medicine to help the patients? Because, you know, I read the other day um, somewhere that 75% of the people in Canada are using alternative methods in conjunction with their doctor's orders and and going to see the doctor. There's, um, I can't remember where I read it, but there is an organization, there's a hospital um, in Canada right now that's, um, really being for, um, on the forefront of this issue. Um, so, yeah. I'll tell you, and Lorinda knows that I listened to a webinar this past weekend that was given by Dr. Yuri Krohn, uh 
and he's doing research on um, subtle energy. And according to Dr. Crone, I asked him a question, you know, what his opinion of Reiki was. And he said, because he kept, he kept quoting chi and prana. I said, well, what about chi, the Japanese form of energy? He said, all the same. And he said, Reiki is um, also a very good healing tool. And he pointed out that because it's a subtle energy, it's very difficult for them to measure it. So the medical studies are asking for measurements, and according to Dr. Crone, it's a very difficult energy to measure, but yet it works. And right. he also brought up Dr. Emoto's work with the water, and it's pretty much the same. You know, they know that when they say things to the water, positive things, it's very good. When they say things negatively, there's you know, they can see it. But that's about the only way they, they could measure those changes. So all energy is not alike. And if they keep, you know, pushing, they want a certain measurement or whatever, I think we have to maybe find studies or do studies that, because Reiki is a subtle energy, there has to be a different guideline, if possible. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Um Dr. Feldman really wants to get the the study going. And the minute that he gets $100,000, and that's not a lot of money in my town. I mean, that's like um that's <laughs> like something to most of my neighbors. You know, I live in New York City on the Upper right. West Side, and uh-huh. it's like I'm surrounded by people that could give him that money. But anyway, right. the minute he gets it, he, he for him this is no big deal. He has um he has parameters that they'll look at when they do the study um and the person he already has the person picked out who's going to run the study and she's a natural doctor from she went to Bastyr and she's actually a professor she's the only professor in the United States of America teaching natural medicine she's the only natural doctor allowed to teach in a university and she's great at research and so They'll just decide, like, what what they're going to look at. They don't have to really measure the energy so much as they have to um, identify um, what it does. Like, I don't know, maybe they'll look at pain during, after. I I have no idea what they're going to look at, but it seems to me that he already has those things in mind because that question came up at the talk we did the other night, and he was like, it, it was just like, no big deal that they would definitely be able to look at it. And the um, the question that was put up was by a doctor from India who works at Yale, and she was saying, um, well, I really want to prove this, but I don't know how I'm going to be able to measure anything. And and Dr. Feldman just said, well, it's going to be fu- we're going to do it. We, we're going to look at things that um, are measurable. Right, because my understanding is when when they do this, they're looking at people who are non-Reiki practitioners that they're shams, and then they have actual Reiki practitioners who can do the work, and then they compare what client or patient, whoever is the uh, research object, can feel in this study. Now, with Reiki being more and more widely used around, 
and people knowing about this thing, it may be hard to get sham practitioners because people may be trying too hard. Well, here's the thing. Um, they'll always, they always build in the, um, what is that? Oh, God, I'm just having a, a mental block for a moment. Um, placebo. It's built mm-hmm. into the study. It's built in. They take that into mm-hmm. account, the placebo effect. And um, they'll, they'll do it. It's going to work out. I have absolute confidence in it. The thing is, I feel like it's our job to stay on, this, on the positive side and think, yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to happen um, and that they are going to prove it. And Dr. Oz wanted to prove it. He was going to um, use uh, one of those cameras that take photographs of your aura to see oh, the curl Yes, mhm. And um there's a new uh, there's new technology out now that can and measure energy. Uh, it can take pictures of it. Um Sandra Ingerman, the famous American shaman who's such an amazing teacher, she has someone in her crew who's using this high technology that is photographing um when they do certain work to heal water, to do things like heal water. And as a matter of fact, I was in a, um, one of her episodes of using energy the other night, and um, we, were sending, we were just doing transfiguration, which meant that we were turning ourselves into light. And the, the woman with that camera was in a hotel room in Colorado, and all of us, from like 600 of us from around the world, were just transfiguring, turning ourselves into light and thinking about that water that, she, that the woman had put pollutants into. And the energy that she, they were able to take pictures of was phenomenal. It was just like, it's going to happen. We just have to really realize that it's going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. If it yeah, wasn't definitely. meant to be, it wouldn't be happening right now. I mean, you know, I might have gone to surgery one time and that would have been the end of it because the patient wanted it. But no, it's continuing. And there, and for the first time uh, about a, a couple of months ago, for the first time ever, I was in an operating room at Columbia Presbyterian and one of my team was in, the, in a hospital, it was in Cornell, both w- with breast surgeons, you know, doing Reiki during surgery. So it is growing. It's not shrinking. And we have to, I feel like part of our job is to really believe and to hold that energy because, as, you know, it's our job to dream the good dreams and because we're creating with the power of the universe. I mean, we're Reiki masters for goddesses' sake. You know, we, <laughs> we can do a lot of things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, truly. So, Raven, if I wanted to get more information regarding what you're offering um, in Toronto, teaching Canadian Reiki masters what they need to do to be professionals, how would I go about getting that information? Why don't you send me an email at ravenkeys at gmail.com, ravenkeys. Uh, my name, R-A-V-E-N-K-E-Y-E-S, at gmail.com. And I'll I'll make sure that um, somebody gets in touch with you. 
Okay. Because there are like five, like four or five Reiki masters. They're all working together. I, yeah, it's five of them, and they're they're doing the work. I mean, they're just so excited. They're having meetings and they're making all these plans and arrangements. And as things turn out, as things are now, and I, this this is how it's going to stay because this is the only way it can work. I'm going to fly up. I'm going to have a book signing and maybe more than one. But anyway, I'm going to fly to Toronto from New York, and I'm getting on a plane right away and flying to Windsor. So on the first weekend, which is um, July 11th and 12th, I'm going to have the the class, the training in um, Windsor. Then I'm flying over to Toronto, and then the second class is going to be in Toronto the next weekend, the 18th and 19th. Then I'm flying home that night because it's just my my schedule is out of control. But um, I'm really looking forward to being in Canada. That's cool because this coming, well, in a couple of weeks, we are going to have the Mid-Atlantic Reiki people doing a um, duplicate of the work that they did last November in Massachusetts, no, Maryland, I believe. And so some of the people of your group may have been interested in coming to attend this and or speak if they offer it again. All right. Well, I'll let you take care of that because I, you know, I, I my plate is so full. I keep trying to help, you know, really push things around. I do what I can, believe you, me. Um, oh, I'm sure so you do. Send me that. Send me that information in the email, and I'll make sure I send it to Heather up in Windsor. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And she's totally in connected with the the Toronto Reiki Masters, and it's all happening. It's all happening. That's what we just keep running around here in New York saying. It's all happening. It's and all And it's happening. really hilarious. We laugh because it's like a line from that um, movie, Almost Famous. It's mm-hmm. all happening, but it is all happening. Oh, it for sure. Happening. Yeah. It is. It is. This well, is thank great. you for taking the time to talk to me. Oh, I'm so happy that you phoned in. It was really great. Thanks for calling Thanks. in, Lorenda. Great to chat with you. Talk later. Bye. Later. Bye. Well, this is great, and we're coming up on my, my countdown time here. Um, wow. Time flies. Yeah, it does. It really does thank, fly. Thank you yeah. so much, Raven, for being on the show. Oh, thank and you. Give my, re- give my regards to Glastonbury and oh, the Fae. I and will. The over there. And uh, hopefully I'll get to meet up with you in person sometime in the summer when you're back. And, uh, yeah, this is the time. So we just got to keep. Moving forward. Yes, I really would ask everyone to envision a beautiful world because Reiki has the power to change the destiny of the planet because it's pure love from the universe. It's a healing force. And the more that we do it and in operating rooms with doctors and with people who are, you know, we we have power. We're Reiki, we're Reiki masters. We could do anything and just hold on to that and dream big. And I thank you so much for inviting me on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Good luck, safe travels, and um, enjoy your book signing tours. And I'm sure there's going to be a third book coming along soon. Thank you so much. I'll talk (laughs) to you again. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.
All right, people. Uh, thank you so much for calling in and for um, being with uh, with us this evening. This is a great show. And if you have friends who may have missed the show this evening, they can listen to this show in the archives by going to Block Talk Radio, looking for Violet Reiki Radio and the Raven Keys episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful, lovely weekend.